Thanks for tuning in to NL News Day. It is Monday, the first day of the work week. So as always, pleased to welcome to the program now, Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee. Kyla, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I well, appreciate the time, as always. It's, uh, of course, been a tough few days here in, in Kamloops and, and right across this country after the discovery of the bodies of 215 children buried at the Kamloops Residential School. Um the fact that it's not surprising is brutal to say the least. The fact that it seems to be all but a certainty more are going to be found, uh, it's you know just disgusting and that this is just Kamloops and these types of burial sites are going to be found elsewhere in the country likely. Um, it, it's a showing of how much cover-up there has been and the attempt at erasing the dark history of this country. Now, uh, Kyla, I know this is tough to talk about and these are not the conversations that I envisioned having when I got into broadcasting, but uh, before I get into sort of the, the legal side of things here, I just wanted to start with maybe a, a, an opening thought from, from yourself. I know you were on social media and struggling to put any thoughts into words, um, but a few days here later, um, you know, kind of just where, where's your head at with all of this here today? It's, it's just really hard to sort of control all of my emotions. I've, you know, I, I was depressed the entire weekend. Um, I, you know, I go from being angry to on the verge of tears to feeling lost and confused. Um, you know, I'm an indigenous person. And so this, this affects me because this is my, I'm not from the Kamloops community, but these, this is my community at large. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really hard. Yeah, um, it's it's. I mean, for sure, anyone with an indigenous background is is obviously touched by this. I don't want to say more so, but you know, obviously that connection is is there, and I, I really hope that everyone is taking the time to reflect on how this makes them feel and how they feel about where Canada is today, and you know how we're so not that far removed from from these atrocities. But uh, I'll leave it there, um, and let's kind of get into to where we go from here. Um, Canada has recently made calls to China. Some political officials have called for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to declare a genocide in relations to the killings and treatments of the Uyghur population there. Uh, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because this example that we now have in Kamloops just shows we got to deal with what's going on on our own soil here first. Do you believe that Canada should be submitting itself to sentencing before human rights tribunal uh, at this point in time? Is that something that you think Canada should be voluntarily doing at this stage? I think that, that Canada owes an obligation to Indigenous people to be accountable for what happened. And while we've seen the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, we've seen, uh, you know, the, the Commission on Inquiry into the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls, we've seen all of, uh, all of these ac um, recommendations dating back to the Royal Commission of 1996 and not having those recommendations implemented. It's time for the government to start putting their words into action and that means standing up and owning what was done as a result of government policy and if that means that canada is going to be sentenced on an international stage then so be it um i guess what what could be coming from that if something like that were, were to take place i mean just what what would happen to canada what sorts of ramifications would there be that's a good question and um it's not really clear what ramifications 
would be imposed against Canada. You know, there could be financial sanctions, that, that type of thing. But realistically, you know, we're not going to stop being a country. Um, the mm-hmm. people who are responsible, the people who committed the acts that led to the children's death are not going to be personally held accountable by Canada doing this. It's more of a recognition of ownership, though, than anything else that we've had from our government. Standing up in the House of Commons and saying, we're sorry. And, you know, every every June 16th saying, you know, we're going to recognize Indigenous people today. That's, that's just not enough. That's, mm-hmm. in, in my view, that's lip service. This is actually saying, we're here, we're taking accountability, we're pleading guilty to a crime. In the same way that the symbolic act of pleading guilty to any criminal offense brings comfort to, even if it's only a small amount, brings comfort to victims of crime. Um, what, um, is there anything that happens if, if we see this escalate even further as I fully anticipate we will, and I think the majority of people in this country are probably thinking we will be finding a a lot more, um, does that make a difference at, at any point or, or is there enough already here to, to really say, I mean, we know enough, I think at this point, we don't necessarily need to find more burial sites to know exactly what we're talking about here, but does does additional evidence, I suppose, make any difference at this point? Additional evidence makes a difference, maybe not from a legal perspective, but it does make a difference as far as emphasizing to the public how significant uh, the the damage and harm done by residential schools was. I mean, most even reasonably informed members of the public are not going to sit down and read the report into residential schools that the government created. I mean, who's got that kind of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to have academics and, you know, legal scholars and judges may be interested in that thing. Um, but, but, you know, your average individual is not going to invest that kind of time. But hearing about mass graves of children is the type of thing that a everybody. You don't have to be Indigenous to be horrified by finding out that there are 215 unidentified children that were buried and never spoken about. Well, and I, I certainly hope that uh, everyone is, is kind of feeling that type of uh, reaction here in the immediate aftermath. Um, I, I know you wanted to touch a little bit here on, on sort of how we interact with Indigenous people, um, you know, especially probably non-Indigenous people specifically. Uh, you know, we need to tread lightly when talking about the past as it can bring forward bad memories, emotional trauma, hurt. I know many survivors of residential schools have shared stories while many choose to try to suppress them and, and then asking for their story is, is unfair and unnecessary. I guess just do you have advice here? What, what would you, be your opinion on how to, to speak to First Nations people about this and to make sure we're doing so in a respectful way? Well, I think, you know, the first thing that you need to recognize if you're a non-Indigenous person or if you're an Indigenous person and you're interacting with other Indigenous people in some type of a professional capacity, that right now they need to have the space to grieve, the space to heal, and the space to work through very complicated emotions that are that are coming as a result of that. And, you know, legally speaking for employers, if you have an Indigenous employee who needs to take time off because they are emotionally upset by this, even though they may not be related to any of the individuals um, in Kamloops or a member of the Kamloops uh, First Nation, you you should allow them that space because this is, issue isn't just limited to members of that community. It's a widespread issue that affected Indigenous people across Canada. Um, and it does bring up complicated things. We know scientifically that intergenerational trauma exists that trauma imprints on your DNA. And so survivors of residential school pass on their trauma uh, to their children and to future generations. 
And right now, it would be absolutely inappropriate um, from a legal perspective and, and could potentially expose you to a human rights complaint if you were to discipline or sanction or not make uh, accommodations for Indigenous people who need to take some time. If someone finds themselves in that situation, let's let's put you know, uh, an individual, uh, a hypothetical person, you know, they're going to work, but they really, their mind's not there. They need some time. They deserve to have that time, but their employer maybe not being reasonable. What do they do? What steps should they take? Um, it's, you know, that's not going to be the first thing they want to deal with is saying, okay, how do I, you know, deal with my employer who's not allowing me the time that I need to, to you know, reflect and try to heal but at the same point in time you can't you know wait on that kind of a thing so where do you go what do you do what are the first steps first steps would be to document your concerns in writing and present them to your employer so lay out the situation lay out what you're asking for and and confirm that they're not giving you what you need and if they don't back down from that position uh, then you can consider filing a complaint with the human rights tribunal you could consider consulting an employment lawyer um, and there are lots of indigenous lawyers who deal with employment mm -hmm. law specifically affecting indigenous people um, and and you could recommend perhaps that your employer takes some cultural sensitivity training to try and understand how they should be approaching you when it comes to issues that are specifically culturally related. Kyla, I think that's about all I have, I guess, at this point in time. Um, any, anything else that you wanted to share on this while I do have you on the line? I think we've, we've kind of gone over what we were planning to talk about and what the potential future holds from, from the nation's standpoint as it deals with, uh, well, hopefully, you know, admits to and starts dealing with its dark history and, and genocidal past, as I would like to refer to it. Um, but, you know, any, anything else while, while I have you? Well, I think, you know, it's time as well for the government of Canada to start looking into whether people can be personally held accountable for what happened here. There are people who are still alive who worked at that residential school, and there's no limitation period on uh, charges of, of criminal negligence causing death or charges of manslaughter or first or second degree murder. And the information may reveal um, how uh, many of these children uh, were killed. And if the information reveals that a crime was committed, then the government should seriously consider whether it is appropriate and in the public interest to prosecute people for those crimes. As always, Kyla, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and providing some thoughts and, and I think some good advice as well for anyone out there who maybe finds themselves in a situation where they are struggling but are, are maybe not being accommodated appropriately. So I appreciate the time. Thanks as always. Um, try to enjoy the rest of your Monday and, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for having me. Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee, as always, thank you so much for, for taking the time to join me here on this first day of the work week. Not an easy conversation by any stretch, but uh, I think that was an important piece of advice uh, when it comes to the employment side of things. Um, hopefully, you know, you don't have to deal with a, a boss that's not giving you the time off that you might need to to think and reflect and heal if, if that's something that you feel you need the time to do. Hopefully that, that that is being accommodated to you and being provided for yourself so that you can, uh, you know, make sure your, your own mental health is um, taken care of. But if not, uh, there's a little bit of advice on sort of where you can, where you can go with things if if for whatever reason you, you find yourself in a spot where you're not getting uh, the, the help you feel you might need at this point in time.